You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. For runners, by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we're back for episode five of the Run Duo. Yes. I'm Tommy Mitchell. Hey, what's up, guys? And I am India Cook. How you doing today, India? good actually really how's how's that how's that marathon because i be checking you on instagram you be checking me out man you be look like you out there like it's hot like chicken Listen, grease boy. sometimes i'm like it probably look like i'm swimming <laughs> that i swam today instead of running because i sweat so much yes man it yes. look like it be hot out there so you but need I'm to be like checking me. it out yeah. you know we, yeah. you know we always got people watching right people always watching they when it comes to watching. uh to marathon training because everybody they, got something to tell you they do they hit you on the Instagram. Hey, you know what you ought to do, though? That unsolicited advice <laughs> is what I call What it. you really should do is change the shoes you right. wear. That's what you do. You know what? You are so right. <laughs> for my marathon last year, I literally had people like telling me, oh, you know where you messed up? You ran Silver Comet the whole time for your long runs. And I'm just like, I mean, there's several things that could have happened, but... Thanks, Doc. Non-Doc. <laughs> Take several seats. Yes. <laughs> I will please. pay my next coach. Don't um, even worry about exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> I will definitely pay my next coach. I've been thinking about that, too. Getting a coach? Yeah. I was thinking about we should do a show on coaches and, like, you know, how do you choose a coach? We need to do a show on that. Yeah. We need to. Because I know how I would be choosing a coach. How would you choose a coach? What's, what's your criteria? episode. <laughs> Get into it right now. Fine. But I've been thinking about it. I actually mm-hmm. thought about it to, um, today um, while I was running. I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe I should get a coach. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'll choose a coach how I choose when I go to buy pasta. I look and find the one for Kroger, the one that says Kroger on it. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna find my coach. I'm like, I'm so like, you gonna so, get you a generic brand? Yeah, coach. Generic brand coach. Just send me any old damn body that will call me at five in the morning and tell me to get up. That's all I need. I need more and than give that. me a running train. Give me a running and plan. That's the thing. I need somebody to be out there with me. <laughs> you need somebody out there running with you? I mean, on some of the runs, I would like a little push. Like, tell me to do this. Tell me to do that. There's times, like for instance, GK. Like he, he, excuse me. He would come out and he'll see me running like on a race or something. He's like. Move your arms. Push. Like he'll randomly tell me stuff, and I'll follow instructions, and it would help. So I feel like I would do good with the run coach. Yeah, but I need somebody that's gonna kind of be in my behind, but at the same time, like respect that I'm not a fast runner. So someone that's also going to be patient. Yeah, and not trying to train me like an Olympic, like I'm going to the Olympics because that's I don't need that right. Because you're not going to the Olympics. I'm not. I mean, I ain't paying for the Olympics. Lifetime. No. I know I don't I, I ain't got that work in me. I ain't even gonna lie to you. But you know, cause I that's what I see. I see some coaches that are really, really good, but they don't have the patience for slower runners. But then there's some coaches that train slower runners as if they're going to the Olympics. It's like, no, I can't do that. Like yeah. that's like like that's not realistic for me. Like I need realist a realistic coach. Uh-huh. But then somebody that's also kicking butt on the pavement that I know that you are I need. Give me that work. I want somebody because, like I said, I'm, I mean, as everybody knows, I'm I'm a Hanson. I'm a Hanson junkie. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I started Hanson. Uh, this is this will mm-hmm. be week two, um, but Hanson starts out really slow, so I don't have a whole lot to do. But um, I'm a Hanson junkie. I need somebody that can take the Hanson program okay. and make it for somebody that actually has a job. There's somebody that has to go to work every day. Like some realisticness. Yeah, exactly. More realistic, but still the same principles. And I'm not losing anything. That's probably you know, what I would look for. I feel you because somebody asked me today about my, what training plan I was following, mm-hmm. following, and I was like, "How Higdon?" And it was like, "But how?" And I'm just like, 
you take the plan and you just adjust it. Like I literally had to retype the plan. Mm -hmm. I went by the plan, but I retyped it to my schedule. So I'm hitting the miles Uh and how it's set to where you do a long run. And then your next day after a long run is cross training. Uh But other than that, like you just have to adjust it to your lifestyle. True. True. That is true. Some of these people out here, they run for a living. (laughs) Yes. yes. They don't do anything. Else. Yeah, yeah, that ain't. That's just it. like these personal trainers. They look like that because they working out all day, and it, that's all it, they doing. Exactly, that's their life. So, have you stopped lifting since you started the marathon training, or I, you cut back? I have cut back a lot. I am mm-hmm. no longer with my personal trainer only mm-hmm. because schedule and yeah. you know, a couple other things, mm-hmm. but. Um, I'm still trying. Yeah, I'm still doing weight training. I that's good because yeah, I, I, I plan on sticking with the gym. For at least the first six weeks of Hanson. Yeah. After that, I might have to drop off, but yeah. I'm gonna try to stay with it for at least yeah. the first six weeks. Because it's gonna be difficult. Like even when I was with my trainer Janae, mm-hmm. hey, Janae <laughs> when I was with her, I was explaining to her like she can't work. I can't do a a big leg day mm-hmm. like the way that she had me doing leg day, and then the next day going to run 16 miles. Like it doesn't work like that. So my training is definitely gonna have to look different. So, but I am still cross training once a week. Uh, but it's not with the trainer. So I'm gotcha. just kind of mixing it up, doing some spin, doing some things here and there. I need to incorporate some yoga. I'm really trying to do better with recovery. Like that. Yeah, that's a big that's thing. Where I messed that's where Didn't up. you have, you had your feet up on the wall. Yes, yeah, so I got that from Shawana. Girl, if, all I thought was somebody mama slapping the hell out you. Girl, if you don't get your feet off that you wall. You're so silly. So I got that from Shawana White. So he, she explained like it helps with circulation and everything. Uh-huh. Um, so 10 minutes. It feels good though. Like you can actually feel like the blood flowing back to places. So you just you 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 lay down on your back Mm -hmm. and you put your feet in the air in the air exactly against the wall. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes a day. I'm gonna try that when I get into my longer runs. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. It feels it feels great. You can Mm -hmm. feel the blood flowing, um, Mm -hmm. and it also gives you a good hamstring pull and stretch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. stretch. It gives you a good hamstring stretch if you get close enough to the wall the way that you should. So your your legs should be flush to the wall. So mm-hmm. your bottom and everything else should be flush to the wall. Okay, okay, and that's a tip from uh, Shawana White. Shawana, you can't be mad, Shawana White. That Listen, girl, she I'll now she going to the Olympics. Listen, I be all in her DMs. So. <laughs> exactly, she going <laughs> and to the she's Olympics. Very not sweet a... and open, oh, and she is yeah. willing to give any you know tips and tricks that she uses. So that's, that's it's, great. it's great to speak with what I call elite mm. runners. Yeah, I consider her an elite runner. In oh, my book. I think everybody should consider <laughs> right. her an elite exactly. runner. Exactly. <laughs> so I consider her an elite runner, and you know when people like that are humble mm-hmm. and open to give you what they use and things mm-hmm. that they do. So I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you. I, I like to see what the elite runners do mm-hmm. and just kind of copy it to my extent. So right. I, I can, I'm completely with you on that. Yeah. So, so what else you got going on? So clearly, you know that obviously I'm in marathon training. Um, I went and ran the Peachtree Road Race, Tommy, the route. Oh, the route. Okay. I got my behind handed to me. Really? <laughs> But see, you was it in the middle of the day because you good for okay, so, doing so, the middle of the day runs. Okay, listen. So not always the middle of the day. The day that I ran the Peachtree Road Race, it was hot, and mm-hmm. I literally, I my body was like, "You're not doing this today." Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was pretty hot. Um, so I ran it once, and I think I would still be able to beat my time from last year, but it still was, it was brutal. Yeah. But I think Peachtree is always brutal. Like it's not. It's not an easy route. Like, well, people underestimate. No, it's not. People underestimate it because they jet out the box. Because it's three miles Listen downhill. Listen up, rookies. 
<laughs> don't jet out the box the first three miles. You're gonna be feeling good because it's basically oh, downhill feel great. the first three mm-hmm. miles, and mm-hmm. then you're and then it's uphill climb for the next last three miles. Basically. It's it's very downhill that third mile. Yes, that third mile will really get you like, oh, I'm about oh, to I'm PR. Good. Oh, I'm, I'm about to be in the I'm about to be in the like, top thousand. Doom, doom, doom. And then that hill hit. <laughs> and that hill that hit. hill hit. And it's it's the hill before cardiac. Yeah, the hill before cardiac. Do yes. people think it's cardiac? No, mm. that's just a pre cardiac. Yes. Yes. And it's pretty much uphill. Even once you get through cardiac, you still shoot. You're the hill good. that really breaks your heart is the one going past the uh, museum. Yep. By the high. Exactly. The yeah. high. Mm-hmm. But you know what? So back in the day when I used to run with Movers and Patients, we used to run that route. So we used to come from Atlantic Station, hit a right on, mm-hmm. and then pass up the high. And like every time I get right there, I'm like, India, you know this street. So just take it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to take it and you bust that left and you're going into the park. But it's still like. Yeah. Anyway, I did that. Um, I'm up to seven miles on my training plan. So I did seven um, on the Silver Comic Trail. And um, Patrick passed me up while he was out there. Lace Up Fool, I think it's his new, he has a new Instagram Mm -hmm. page, Lace Up Fool. So he was out there running, I think, 10 or 15 miles with ease. Um, So he was doing his thing and I was just relaxing and I was actually in an unfocused moment. I kept losing focus with my run. Like, what you thinking about? What's on? What's on your mind? What you? <laughs> we not See, going there. That's how you trip and fall. Because I've done that. That's how you trip and fall when you you just get into lucid Listen, dreams. Thinking about all kinds of stuff, but just not focused on the run or just not focused on India. You're out here. You need to get these miles done. So I found myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to do three, one intervals. And then that just didn't work. And I'm like, okay, India, you've lost focus. So I found a lot of times where I just kind of talked to myself on the route today. Like, come on, you got to get these miles done. And then I was repeating in my mind the time that I wanted for Chicago. And I'm like, you got to get it. But he caught me in a moment and he was like, let's go, young lady. And I was like, oh, 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 let's go. <laughs> hey, Patrick. <laughs> so nice. You still get called young lady. I do. Yeah. I people do. still, they start, I'm starting to get a lot of, oh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> call people sir but just that's kind of like Whatever. a sarcasm the sarcasm no nah, they, i know what they're trying to say <laughs> move your old ass out the way lies <laughs> you don't look good yeah i don't look it but i feel it so no, uh <laughs> so i went and ran the divine nine 5k okay um now for those of you who did not listen to our podcast when we talked to kim episode King four. about no it was episode three episode four was the race yeah you're right okay anyway <laughs> You're right. Mm. Do you listen to the podcast? I do the podcast. So, of course, I listen to it. But, yeah. So, Kimberly King on episode three talked about the Divine Nine 5K. Um, a great cause. It was very well organized. Mm-hmm. They had Were you little, surprised? Well, no. But, I mean, this is... This is it's a number, small race. Yeah, it's a small race. But this is, like, year three. Third, third yeah. Year. So, this is mm-hmm. the third year. They got a sister race, looks like, in um, Chicago. And it looks mm-hmm. like, I guess, they're getting ready to do one in L.A. Yeah. Um, great, great. Uh, well organized. The um, logo was designed by our very own... Um, Mike Martinez, the yes. big inspiration. Mm-hmm. He did the logo for the shirt, and then they used that logo for the actual um, metal. Awesome. Also, now, um, as everybody knows, if you've listened to the podcast at all, I'm not in shape. I'm not in any kind of running shape at all. I'm trying to pull myself back together. Um, it was hot, mm-hmm. and it was hilly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was one of those days that, you know, and the thing is, even though I know I'm not out of shape, I know I'm out of shape. I okay. know I'm not at my normal running fitness. Right. When you get to a race, and that's why I don't race when I'm out of shape. Mm-hmm. When you get to a race, 
your body goes shut down. No, it thinks you know what? I I can do this. I mm. I, I run twenty twos. I run. <laughs> I run 23, 5K. But that heat and humidity gives you a whole nother push, Dude, though. after about a mile, not even a mile. I think mm-hmm. I was a half mile in, and my body's like, yeah, this that ain't you no more. Mm-hmm. So um, I ran That's it. That's what I meant. Like, it, it kind of checks you. Yeah. <laughs> if the heels, I mean, if I was in shape, I was saying to myself, I probably could run this a lot better. But <laughs> the really thing was, okay, so I saw quite a few people out there. Sunny Green, uh, Raleigh was out there. Of course, Tess. Um, from the race, she hey, was Tess. out there. Of course, I saw Kim, uh, Kimberly King, hey, out there. I saw um, now Brett. Um, he uh, Brett. I don't know if you know him, but he's 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 like two races away from completing the world majors. Oh, okay. um, but anyway, Brett was out there. Him and Raleigh are both sigmas. Um, all all the frats were out there. All mm-hmm. the sorrows. Of course, the cues. They had to do a little step show at oh, the end. You know, I think I saw that. I wish my dad lived here. My dad's a captain, and he would love. That. Oh, you should get him to come down for it next year, and yeah, and really enjoy it because it is. I mean, I can. I mean, I'm not in a, a fraternity or anything like that, but I'm sure those that are, mm-hmm. it, it really is probably a really enjoyable race. Just like I enjoy when it's the HBCU. Yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. you get I that. You know, camaraderie. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a very well well uh, run um, race, and I was sitting there talking to Tess, mm-hmm. and you know she's looking around. She goes, you know, it's it's kind of crazy that you know there's so many people in the African American running community that I don't know, and I mean several, and, and so Tess is you know of course I mean if you live in Atlanta, if you run not just African American, if you run period, you probably know Tess with running nerds, run social, you know that kind of thing. And she just felt like there's got to be a way to reach all these other people that we're not reaching. Well, you know what's funny that you said mm-hmm. that because I reached out to a to a guy on Instagram that about Global Run Day, which was mm-hmm. a while ago, and he had no clue about like Global Run Day and the different things that were going on with it. Yeah. But I realized even from doing this podcast, there's so many people that don't know the people that you and I know. That's true. And I think yeah. that we think because we know so many yeah. people, we're like, oh, we can just throw out names. You and know, people this are like, person, yeah, they be like, person, oh, they be like I don't know who that is. Which, and so yeah. I think that we, like you and I, uh-huh. are we're fortunate to know these people, but at the same time, there still is a whole other demographic out there and a whole other group of people that, that we have yeah, no idea who they no are. We have not are. reached them yet. And well, that's, we got to figure out what to do. That's, How do we reach them? Well, also because like I, I, I kind of assume everybody knows the race. I, I, I always assume that. I assume the same thing, and when they don't, I'm like, what do you? What do you like? Have you, how have you not seen it? Well, that's because Tess had a table set up, and that's kind of how because people, you know, because a shirt it can be, you know, received perceived so many different ways because Correct. it's the race, and then right. you know you got the fist on there. Mm-hmm. You know, people look at like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But so Green, of course, Green. a lot of um, African Americans that were there, you know, sororities and, and fraternities, they're looking, they're loving the shirt. Of course, they have no idea what about the race, and no. we're just like da 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 da. And, I mean, the thing is, what I have found, because, you know, like I said, Tess was talking about it, like, I mean, there's so many people that I'm not reaching mm-hmm. or we're not reaching in the African-American community. And I'm sure that's come to light because she's working on the race. Right. Um, and I said to her, because when Mike and I did a virtual race, I remember we the first thing I said was, we should try to reach people who don't run. We try to get them to run. Let's put together a program mm-hmm. to show them, to get them ready for the run. And da, 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 da. Right. Yeah, people don't run, don't run for a reason. Yeah. It's hard to get them. If you don't run, it's hard to get somebody up off the couch. That's true. And I think that has... Because things like HBCU, things like Divine Nine, is going to get a group based off of 
being in a sorority, being in a fraternity. Yeah, exactly. So the majority of those people, do you think that they're just basically, they train up for that race and that's it? Like, they're exactly. not really doing Exactly. Like a lot of Peachtree people. Yeah. They train just they for train, the Peachtree. train just for that and that's it. And they yeah. fall off for the rest of the year. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that happens a lot. And you're getting a lot of people that you, that actually, they don't actually run it. They just walk it. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people just come out just to be a part of the social aspect of you're it. Right. Which I think, you know, um, if we can show them that how much fun it can be in the African-American run community or run community in Atlanta, that's right. they would come out more often. I mean, that, so Tommy, we need to do something about that. Well, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm just idea, man. I don't do nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I just put it out there. I just put out the idea and okay. I, I hope somebody, somebody catches. Exactly. I, I hope somebody catches on, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, cause I'm sure, you know, people that you have known in the running community that at the beginning they were running half marathons. Now they might run a 5k every once in a while, but they always around Yeah, that they just enjoy the yeah. social that's aspect, true. which is, you know, hey, if that's what you, if you getting something out of it, mm-hmm. if it still gets you to whatever fitness that you want to be, right. I'm with you. That's right. You know, so. and then you also have runners, like you said, that have like fallen off and I was actually going to you know talk at some point about like how do you get that mojo back because there's times where i think all of us fall off like all mm-hmm. of us get to a point where like we're over it like well, we're overrun yeah. and like trying to get that that excitement back in us so. well i mean that's kind of where i was yeah you know i mean i've been well i've been there twice i when i hurt myself training for chicago the first time mm-hmm. after that it just took me a while to get back You're going back. and actually um malcolm uh do you know malcolm um is his name same Tyson? I don't know. I'm sorry. He goes by um, Man Musa on... Mm-hmm. on Tyson. Yeah, okay. Malcolm Tyson. He Is hit me one time. Tyson? I don't know. Anyway, I Malcolm, light skin. You know what I'm light talking skin, about. Yep. Um, anyway, so Malcolm hit me up once because I was saying I had posted something hey I got my mojo back because I you know my, my times were dropping I was right. getting back into it mm-hmm. and he was like man I need you to help me get back get it. he right. was like I, I couldn't and you know I think he went back to his old love of lifting mm-hmm. and that kind of got him back because he just recently did the LA marathon right so I think that got him so I think it takes sometimes because that's actually kind of where I am right now right. I'm getting back into the gym mm-hmm. to kind of push me back into On the, the yeah to get me back get my at least get some kind of fitness going every day so i feel like because a lot of times it's just i just don't feel like running and then having to take a shower at nine o'clock at night i just don't feel like doing it i want to sit here and drink a beer i love a good night and and, and watch some tv so i mean that that has has a lot to do with it yeah so thomas do you know what the biggest running holiday is of the year you're talking about the global running day yes Don't say it like you don't know. Global Running Day, amazing day where you just see all the people just out and running and enjoying it and group runs and just everybody coming together for the love of running. (laughs) Yes, for the for the love of running. You are right. It has not been commercialized as of yet. Um, It is all about the run. It is, and I really enjoy it. Now you even see some people that are doing like couch to five Ks and. People that were not running come out on that day, and it's just it's just amazing. Yeah, um, this Global Running Day last year, I, I really was in it. I did the midnight run, yes, ATC. We were out there together. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. I did. Even ATC had something in the afternoon. I took the day off from work, and ATC did something in the afternoon. Then they you um, took a day off from work. Yeah, for Global Running Day. And I just didn't want to go Look to work. At you um, <laughs> and then um, I think I did something in the evening too. Maybe I, I can't remember, but anyway, I hit like three different runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for Global Running Day, so it was a, it was a great time. This year, I went to work and then I came home and I drank a beer. You did nothing. I didn't do a 
Dang thing. <laughs> the little running day. Now, I did see you on your Instagram. What, yes. did, what did you do? Yes. So, on Global Running Day, I actually, that was when I did the Peachtree Road Race route and almost died. Mm-hmm. So, I did that. <laughs> you gave your life on I Global did. Running I gave Day. My life. <laughs> um, and almost all the way on Peachtree Street, just laid out. Um, and then after that, I actually met up. Um, Lululemon did an event called Outrun Your Thoughts. And they actually had it set up from two of the Lululemon locations, the one off Howell Mill and then the one at Pond City Market. So you could meet up at 630 at either one of those locations. And then we ran to Piedmont Park. Um, so you could either location that you wanted to start from and then each each group ran to Piedmont Park. And that was like the central location for everybody to meet up. There were a couple other run crews as well and run groups that met up at those locations or met up at other locations and then came to Piedmont Park. But the finishing spot was at Piedmont Park. So it was really great. I, I would definitely see a couple hundred people were definitely out there. You see all the run groups coming together and just doing their thing. So once we all met up, we took a really big group picture um, of course, Tess and, you know, what, you know, all of those West Midtown people came all together, Atlanta Track Club. Um, there were some people from Atlanta Track Club that were also out there. So just a lot of camaraderie and just coming together. It's for the love of running. Um, <laughs> the, love the love of, of running. running. You hear that? The love <laughs> of running. Um, we took a little loop around the park, which I didn't expect because I was not trying to run anymore. So I actually ran my miles and then I just met them at the park because I was like, I'm not doing anything extra. And then they start, they took off and started running through the park. And I was like, nah, bro, not today. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm let y'all I, that. Yes. I'm I was like, I'll that. meet y'all. So we ended up the... The ending location was at Park Tavern. They rented out the back part of Park Tavern. They had food and free drinks and all kinds of stuff. So it was really good. It was a free event. Pretty good food. They had some games and you got little drink cards so you could get you beer, wine, whatever you wanted to. Yeah, see, there you go. There you go. That's the part I'm talking about. And it was actually pretty decent to see all the runners come together and just have a good time. And then, of course, you had to make it back to wherever you came from. My car was at the park. (laughs) But you know you had to make it from back from where it came where you came from. But it was a good event. Usually on Global Running Day, I do the same thing that you did last year, which is the ATC Midnight Run. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that this year. They did it different this year. Yeah, they did something because you know they have the All Comers Meet. Yes. Um, and they had the All Comers Meet that same day, and then they had a movie. They played uh, McFarland, I think, was a the movie they played. Okay. And then I guess by the time the movie was over. It was midnight, and they mm-hmm. did the midnight midnight run. Yeah, I didn't see too many people out there as much as it usually No, is. they did a little different. It wasn't as many people out there. I know yeah. Tommy Daniels, he was out there. Mainly the people who did the all-comers meet are the ones that kind of stuck around. Right. and then. But I didn't hear a lot of people that went out there. You know, if you weren't doing the all-comers, you probably weren't going out there to right. do it. Right, exactly. But, I mean, and I think that's overall, I think there was a time, because I remember seeing pictures from Global Running Day that were ridiculous, like yes. hundreds and thousands hundreds. of people just hanging out. Exactly. With anything, you know, people, you Fall know. off. Well, you got your bandwagoners. Yeah. You got your people that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I ran Global Running Day. I ain't run no other day. Right. You know, it's like Easter. <laughs> Easter. I went to church on Sunday. Easter. Exactly. Yes. I was there. But, you know, any other day, yeah, you ain't hitting the church. So I yeah. think it's kind of the same thing. Right. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm glad everybody enjoyed uh, Global Running Day. I think it's definitely important to shine a light on um, running uh, and how healthy it is, especially in our community where yes. we like to eat collard greens and fat back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely good to shine a light on another way of, of staying fit and staying healthy. Definitely, definitely. I think it's just something that you have to... Not everybody loves to run, 
you know what I mean? And it's kind of one of those things, I think, when you see the social aspect of, aspect of it, it gives you a little bit more excitement. Um, so I think for me to see on Global Running Day, when you see a lot of people come together that share, share the same love or like or interest and be, make it be social as well, it kind of it gives a different outlook on it. And it, it doesn't feel like you're just out running. Definitely. So, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Now, I did want to do a couple of quick shout outs because um, I almost forgot. Um, because it's been um, a couple of weeks since this happened. It was back on June 2nd when I was looking at Lisa Gosney's um, Instagram. Her and David Henry, they are actually on the Atlanta Track Club's um, Masters team. Uh, They run track for the Atlanta Track Club on the Masters team, and they went to the USATF Southeast Regional Masters Outdoor Championships, and hold on, let me put some glasses on because I can't, I can't read this. But um, anyway, they both came away with some gold. Um, they both took gold in their, you know, of course, he's male, she's female. But they both took gold in the 400 meter and 200 meter. Um, they said they didn't do any PRs because it was really hot outside. Hold on just a moment. Uh, threw myself out there. Yeah, in less than two weeks, she was prepared enough to do a gold in the 400 and the 200. Uh, let's see. And I think they tried to get together and do the 100 finals, but they did not. But anyway, I do congratulate them for going out. And first off, I'm sorry. At a certain age, I'm not running too much track because I feel like my knee going to fall off trying to move it that fast. So I recently went to one of the all comers Mm -hmm. track meets and it's amazing to see. You'll see people very like, 60s, yeah. 70s, yeah. and they're there, out there. And I'm praying for them the whole time. Yes. Please don't fall Like, it, they'll Jesus be using Lord. the little... <laughs> Jesus, Lord, don't When I first, let me tell you, when I when I got to the meet, all uh-huh. I see is this older guy being hauled off with ice around his ankles. And I was just like, yo, see, this why. Like, you can't be out here acting mm. like you in college. Well, I mean, I went, I did a couple of all-comers meets um, a couple of years ago because... I put it in my mind. I want to run all the grand because you know they have the grand prix, right? Um, and if you run all of them, you get something special. I got mm-hmm. a little trophy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I did all of them. But that that was the first year they added the all comers meet. So you had to do like you had to do a four hundred and you had to do a mile. Ugh. So I did the four hundred, but that same night David Henry had pulled a hamstring running the four hundred. So I took it easy. I just finished it so I could get it as part of my Grand Prix thing. Right. I didn't really run hard. Yeah. I mean, I, even if I had, I wasn't. That's just, I'm not running 400 fast at this point in my right. life. Luckily, the 100, I mean, the, the mile got rained out because okay. I was not looking forward to that. Of course. At all. That got rained out, but they still gave us credit for it. So okay. I was happy for that. But yeah, um, when I see like that, you know, that young lady, uh, um, well, the, the young lady mm-hmm. that holds the record for being 100 i yes. think she holds a record for the the 100 meters mm-hmm. being 100 years old yeah um i applaud her yes but i ain't gonna lie every time she get out there i'm praying for her because I, I, I can't dude if i run two miles the next morning i get up like i played a football game nowadays so right. i can't imagine <laughs> what it's like at that age, your Listen, joints and, and all that. Even at my age, like, I get up somewhere. Like, I feel like every morning I get up, I'm walking out of the bed like I'm 90. Like, there's, it takes me a minute for my bones to, like, get going. So, I can only imagine. I give it all props. It's definitely an inspiration to be able to be out there. But I just, you have to be careful. Like, you have to be careful. I mean, I ran 400 in, in, in high school, but I definitely could not do the same 400 now that I did in high school. Hell no. 
I no, can do it. I, I'm not a big. I go out and do. I train track for um for my speed work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not trying to compete at track. But I mean, of course, David and and Lisa are both very accomplished runners. So I applaud them uh, mm-hmm. for that. But I'm gonna let them have it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, um, with summer coming, yes, we got this summer running. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of, you know, looking through, you know, I, I read Run it, Runner's World yes, constantly mm-hmm. online and that sort of thing. And they had a little, a nice little article about, you know, uh, six things that you need to do when you're talking about safety as far as summer, summer running. And I don't mean safety as in getting mugged. I mean, safety as in you're out I there, agree. you know, saying, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's six, uh, the six things that they came up with were uh, number one, uh, go early or late. Which I will say to you, India, because every time I see a picture of you out in that hot ass sun running. Listen, it looks, but it I looks have, hot I've than been it going, is. Yes, I've been going earlier. I don't believe because the height of the day with heat usually is usually around two, three, four between two, three, and four. I'm I'm either in the evening when the sun's starting to go down is when I'm out there. Or in the morning. India. I, I did it one day that it was literally like no. blazing out. India, I'm a man of science. And I, I can tell it. from your photos the position of the sun at the time that you're running. <laughs> and you are not running in nobody's evening. You're in the middle of the day like a slave. Not, like, damn. It's not I saw a bush day. of cotton behind you. I was like, what the hell is she doing? Not in the middle of the day. <laughs> I got up early this morning and got my miles in. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take I, your word I'll take for your it. word for it. I, I appreciate you caring, Tommy. I appreciate that. Now, the other one is uh, take cover, which sunscreen, even us with melanin, still need sunscreen. I know we we like to talk tough, like, look, I got this melanin. That's something that I also feel. On the other day, I saw some, like, crackling on my shoulder, and I was like, oh, what did I get burnt? Where did it come from? (laughs) I was surprised. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Surprise. And that's something I need to do because I never put on sun, sunscreen. I used to, when I used to play a lot of golf, I used yeah. to put it on the back of my neck uh-huh. because my back of my neck just got black one summer because right. it was just so, <laughs> I was just beaming, burnt. burnt. <laughs> I like my, I like when my skin turns though. I like, the, like that nice. golden. You yes. like that golden. I call it mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Number three, ditch the watch, which is basically what they're saying is, mm-hmm. um, even though, you know, of course, when we train, mm-hmm. a lot of training programs want you to hit certain times. Like Hanson, is, is, it's all about time. It's all right. about, okay, this is the pace you need to run for this, this run. This is what mm-hmm. you need. It says to ditch the watch when it gets really hot and just keep your effort level up. Right. Don't work so hard to try to hit those times, right. but just keep that effort level up. Yeah. And that's another way you're still getting the same training, mm-hmm. but you're not going to fall out. Yeah. And um, I think that's like, I think earlier this week I posted that at least you're getting the miles on your legs. You know, true. it's not necessarily about the time um, or the pace. It's about getting the distance on your legs, which is what's really important. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. Very, very true. Of course, number four, stay hydrated. That's mm-hmm. that's a big one. Don't. Um, we got a, a guest coming on later that's going to contradict that, but <laughs> stay hydrated. Stay hydrated because they say what they say half your body weight is how many how many ounces you should drink a day. I know a lot of people stick with the gallon, but half of your body weight. So if you, um, you mean you the whole day? Yes, like for the whole day, like how half much your body, body weight? Yeah. So if you are if you weigh a hundred pounds, you should be drinking fifty ounces of water a day. 
So you oh, ounces. Okay, ounces. I'm sorry. You were like, hey, in I'm like, ounces. I'm not drinking um uh, 50 pounds of in ounces. Water. <laughs> okay. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need to be drinking 100 ounces of water minimum. See, I can't. I would be peeing constantly. Your body gets used to it. No, yeah, it does. It does. Let me tell you I was something. like that in the beginning mm-hmm. when I was really going and I was started to do the whole drinking water thing. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, okay, I'm tired of peeing and I'm not doing this anymore. But after a couple of days, your body gets used to it and you're not peeing out that much. Uh-uh. Well, maybe not at your age. <laughs> but a brother like me, let me tell you, they're going to start worrying about me at work if I go to the bathroom that much. They're going to think I'm in there sniffing coke or something. Um, okay, number five, don't keep to yourself. Um, which means run with the group. Now, this one, I'm, I don't know. Because it says if you run with the group, you're more likely to keep a slower pace. Mm. They don't know my groups. Right. You run with... Exactly. Exactly. Okay, you run slow if you want to. Right. <laughs> you will not have anybody with you. I go out and pace the city. Tommy Daniels and David Henry will have you Let's running... Go. Exactly. Let's go. Seven minute Keep miles. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't... I don't know if I believe that one. And then the last one, indoor running, which we know that means the treadmill. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna have to start loving the treadmill. I think this summer, like I'm trying to take mm-hmm. the negative connotations away from the treadmill because there are so many. But literally, when it comes to the treadmill, I run a mile on a treadmill and I am exhausted. But I have to realize that treadmill is going to be needed on some of these days where I just can't get out early enough, mm-hmm. late enough, or it's raining outside. Like it's it's going to have to get done. Like yes, I will run in the rain because races can be done in the rain and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to run in the rain, but when it's storming outside, you don't need to be out there. Yeah. So you might need to hit the treadmill. I don't love it, but I think I'm going to have to start to work on liking the treadmill cuz right now it's not my friend, but I need yeah. to start loving it a little. Bit. I'm not a big treadmill person either. I actually do enjoy it more since since I'm trying to come back yeah. and I and my my flow isn't like it usually is on the street. Right. I like the treadmill because um, I'm inside. It's not as hot, mm-hmm. and I can get it done yeah. basically. And also because um, right now what I'm doing is when I lift, mm-hmm. I'll get on the treadmill and do my miles right after I lift. Okay. And you know, of course, when you, after you lift, you you feel heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, your arms mm-hmm. feel heavy, and it's a lot easier to get done. On the treadmill, I'll usually pump up the uh, level, the um, incline to yeah. two, mm-hmm. so I can k- kind of keep that same feeling as mm-hmm. running outside. Um, but yeah, I- I'm I'm starting to like it more than I, I used to, That's most good. definitely. I don't know because right now I'm only do two, three, you know, four miles. I don't yeah. know if I could do seven, eight, no. you know, really a long distance I know on the treadmill. That'd be putting down miles on the treadmill. Well, up north, when it's like you know five feet of snow, they ain't got no choice. So yeah. I-, I do see you know people doing that as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's another option they say, um, mm-hmm. so that you can get your run in. And when you're training for a marathon, you got to get it in, got to get it in. One thing about a marathon, it will tell you the truth about your training. It will. Every time, it, it, you know, whenever I'm running a marathon and I can feel I'm tiring, I go, that's that honey bun I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is. That's how I am like, well, that was week six when uh, I cut off my long run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So definitely marathons definitely tell the truth. Well, we got a guest yes. that we need to talk to. Y'all want to hear this one, guys. It's you, very you guys, interesting. He's a very entertaining young man. Yes. And um, we're going to bring him on right now. All right. 
And we're back with the Run Duo. Yes, India, who, we are. Who we got on the phone today, Listen, India? Listen, so we have Ronald Joseph out of New York on the phone with us today. So a couple episodes ago, we discussed this young man that had a comment about slower people needing to wear Zoom flies versus faster people need to do the 4% for the Nikes. So, of course, as Tommy and as you and I talked, Tommy, we said we need to get this dude on so we can just see what's going on with his past, what's going on with him, how he has become a super runner because, of course, in the episode we talked about how I do respect him as a person and he's an amazing runner and that's kind of how I found him, found him on social media. So, him being awesome but of course he says some sideways things that I'm just like what <laughs> so we're gonna talk to him and see what's going on with him um and get it from the horse's mouth what's up Ronald how you doing today sir hey I'm okay guys good? <laughs> great to have you on um I love to have um India's nemesis we love interviewing our nemesis on this show. Yes. <laughs> Down and dirty. Now, Ronald, um, I, I am by I have no bias against you. I, I did. Uh, once India started talking about you, I did follow your Facebook uh-huh. and your Instagram. You just seem to be a very stylish runner. That's what I got out of it. I'm like, he got some really nice, nice kicks. You know, he seems to always match. He's very coordinated. He got his girl animals running kit on. Uh-huh. I said, you know, he seems like a really nice guy. What do you think? Do you think you're a nice guy, Ronald? Uh, most of the time. <laughs> oh, so what's that, Ronald? What's the other percentage of time that you're not such a nice guy? Uh, repeat that one more time. I said, so what's the other percent of the time that you're not such a nice guy? Uh, I would, I would probably, probably be like eighty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so is that when you're on the yeah. pavement? Is that other twenty when you're on the pavement? When I'm on the pavement, um, that would probably be about. 10 percent now ronald i did notice because that's one thing that uh india mentioned to me right off the bat she was like okay he does say some some things that would offend maybe slower runners mm-hmm. but he's fast he is really fast he's a leader of the pack type runner how, how did you get into running did, did you um come out the womb as a superstar did you run high school track what got you into running well uh i uh, was 212 pounds on the couch Mm. Eating donuts and ice cream and such back in July of 2009. And, uh, my dad, he had like a fancy scale. And, uh, my dad's 5'9", just like me. And he stepped on the scale and he was like 215 pounds. And I was like, wow, I'm not, I don't look nearly as big as you. So, hmm, let me step on the scale. And I stepped on the scale and said 212. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. we have to change that starting tomorrow, and tomorrow was August 1st of 2009. <laughs> wow, okay. Wow. started running that day. He okay. <laughs> started running that day. So what did your pace yeah. look like on that, what was it, August 2nd that you started to run? What was your pace like? Um. Well, I started running out like, like two miles, like a 10 to 11 minute pace, you know, and after I would run, I would come home, and I would grab the bike, and then I would ride my bike. And um, for the entire month of August 2009, I ran and I biked every single day. And within like six weeks, I was up to like 10 miles straight without stopping. I, granted, it was <laughs> like a 12 minute per mile pace, but still, I was able to go. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ronald, so you said yeah. August 2nd of 2009 you started running and biking every day and then within six weeks you were up to running 10 miles 
I was up to running 10 miles wow. straight at like a 12-minute like a pace, you know? Right. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, I think that that's like that a mental, sh- that's something mental in you, though, <laughs> that allows yeah, you to go hard like that. Yeah, I didn't have a C couch to 5K plan or anything like that. I just grabbed the bull by the horns and went. <laughs> well, had you done anything like fitness oriented before? Like, did you lift weights, anything, like, anything that kind of prepared you mentally to be able to run and bike every day for a full month? Um, no, not really. Um, I started running at, uh, what was that? I was 26 when I had started running. Um, I mean, as a kid, I mean, I ran, I played football and mm-hmm. basketball, what have you. I was, I was small as a kid, mm-hmm. but once I got out of school and it was like time to start working, <laughs> there was no more doing any physical activity. It was right. just work and eat. And then I put on Wait. (laughs) (laughs) So if if anybody follows you on Instagram, on some of your posts, a lot of your posts, you do mention you still putting on and eating the ice cream and like some of your recoveries, ice cream. And I know you are doing some of that. Is that just kind of what you like to do? Do you do that often or and it just works with your body because you're running so many miles or how does that work? Yeah, I I do it very often. Um, I only do it because I'm running like 80 to 120 miles a week. It's definitely not conducive to, to helping me get any better, which mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to do. So I do not have the, the best diet at all by far. Well, now, definitely, I'm sorry, Ronald, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted, because you, you said you said 180 miles? Did 120, you, that 80 to 120. Okay, 80 you to 120. Saw, okay. Ronald, you should have saw Tommy's face when you said 80 to 120 miles a week. Because, <laughs> I mean, he said, I, I thought I was going to say like a month. He was like a, a week. Yeah. So, that's, okay, that's elite level. I mean, no. now, of course, the Kenyans probably do more than that. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, that's elite level training mm-hmm. that you're doing. Do you have a certain goal in mind, or is this just something that's become such a part of your life, you just do it? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to run a marathon in under two hours and 40 minutes. What's your your um, PR right now? Say that again? What's your um, marathon PR now? Uh, 244.41. Wow. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say, unfortunately? He'll smash it. You'll smash it. But I'm a bit lazy. But you can do it, though. I mean, I think you definitely can do it. So I guess, of course, with being that caliber of running and being able to run all those miles and obviously running half marathons twice a day randomly, um, it's just kind of what you do. Who do you idle off um, off of? Like, who do you kind of look up to when it comes to the the real like elite elite runners that are really, really making money out of this? Who do you look up to and why? Mo Farah by far is my favorite runner. I like all Mo. The time. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I do like. Yeah, Mo, Mo Farah is my favorite guy. And why is that? What is what does he get for you? What does he do for you? Uh, Mo, Mo Mo Farah is a very interesting interesting guy. He'll be a little brash and bold and uh, arrogant when he has to be, and then there's other times where he's like the nicest guy in the world and if you follow him on instagram he's just like a regular normal like you'd see him on the street and you would just think he was a regular guy you would have no clue he was like <laughs> an elite runner 
Yeah, man, he's he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Now he's switching over to uh to marathons uh from the from the track. I guess he's kind of retired from the track, but he's doing marathons now. So I actually look forward to him uh, uh doing marathons now because I need somebody uh to run with uh, Kipchoge. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> so let me ask you this: So you're trying to break two forty. Um, so do yeah. you think that uh do you think breaking two is gonna happen? Um, yes, somebody is eventually going to break two hours and they'll do it um clean. There won't be any drugs involved. It's just it's just like the course of evolution. I mean, it is it might be five years, it might be ten years, but okay. eventually it will happen. I was gonna ask you if you thought that it was any time soon it was gonna take place. Yeah, it could happen in five to ten years. I could definitely see it happen within five years. On you, the right day, mm-hmm. yeah, it could happen. You think anybody that's in the field right now will be the person, or it's going to be somebody well, new coming up? No, it it I mean, it depends on how long uh, Kipchoge wants to run. I mean, I think he's the only guy that will really have a shot uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is as consistent at the distance. Of the marathon, he's nobody's consistent yeah. Well, I, I think like the only guy. Yeah, right. I, I think Kipchoge. Honestly, not that I don't think he's he's um, naturally talented, you know, or, or naturally gifted in, in running. Of course, he is. But I mean, it, it, on his time in the track, he was definitely not the fastest. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Bekele beat him uh, quite regularly, honestly. Um, so I think he is just put in a work ethic for someone who is taking the fame um, but not let it affect how he trains because I've noticed that he's, he trains just like he did when he first started. He, he has a running camp. The only thing that you can tell the difference is he drives a Land Rover now as opposed <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> having to catch the bus to the track. Um, right. So I think that's why he just puts in more work. And I don't know, you know, because you see a lot of these guys out of um, out of Africa, Kenyans, Ethiopians. A lot of times you'll see a young guy come out and he'll he'll pop it. He'll like have a great race and then you'll never hear from him again. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes once they get that pop, they win a race, they get some money. I think they lose that training ethic, mm-hmm. that thing that, that got them there. So that's why I think Kipchoge definitely has a very, very good chance uh, of doing it. Um, and honestly, I think it's going to be kind of like, you know, when they broke the four-minute mile, mm-hmm. that I think once once somebody does it, mm-hmm. there'll be others that will follow. Yeah. Speaking of that, Ron, what's your best mile, mile pace? Um, Recorded or like just actually just running? Give us, give us both. <laughs> Tickle our fancy well, a little bit. I'm, give us both. All right. Well, um, I've done a, I did a 5K um, time trial uh, like, like two years ago, and I wanted to run the first mile of the 5K all by myself. I was just a training run, and I ran the first mile in 4:47, and then I finished the 5K in like just under 18 minutes. So I was pretty much dead mm-hmm. after 4:47. Wow. And on the road for an official race, uh, 4:59.7 okay. <laughs> is my fastest mile. Yeah, it is a distance that I am. Not very comfortable with. It is a distance that I would go on to say, in fact, that I hate. <laughs> okay. I hate to run the mile. So what's your favorite distance? My favorite distance is the 5K because you can just run them repeatedly. Um, there's pain involved, but it's not the pain that the mile presents to you. The right. mile is a different kind of pain that I don't like to 
really experience. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. So with running the amount of running that you're doing in pain, like what's your recovery look like? Like what do you what do you do after those strenuous runs or those long runs? Like how do you recover? Um, I just put on a uh, Nike recovery tights. I mean, they sell them for like the MSRP, like 120 bucks. I mean, right. you go into a Nike factory clearance store and you can find them for like 30 to 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll throw on a pair of tights and I'll pretty much, I'll just stretch because I'm never, I never really tax my legs. I've not run a lot of miles, but I'm running at like, like 730 to like an 815 pace, which is 815 is two minutes slower than my marathon pace. So I'm not really, you know, I'm really killing myself out there when I'm running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so like la la la. That was a job. Ronald, you know you would lap me, right? Like literally lap me. You'll be home. Yeah, and I have friends that say, Oh wow, you train it you say eight fifteen and eight minutes is slow as I can't even run a five K at that pace. I say, Yeah, but think of it think of it as this way. My fastest mile is four forty seven. Uh Kipchoge, his average pace for the marathon is about four forty three. Mm. So I can't pick up with him for a mile. Right. And that just tells relative. you is hey, it's all relative mm. and everybody has their own goals and you know, and I definitely give you much respect. I do give you havoc about some of your posts that you make. Um, because as a slower runner, obviously for people that don't know, I run between t- ten and sometimes some on bad days, twelve minute miles. Um, but it's just one of those things where sometimes some of your comments that you make, I'm like, really, Ronald? Like, I really want to call you and be like, did you just say that? Um, <laughs> but I respect you a lot. But kind of what do you, because I know on your Facebook, you do more of your talking and more commentary back and forth about running versus your Instagram. But what do you, I guess, what's your take on some of those things that you say? And I know I, I do read your comments and you do have some people commenting and they're like, why would you say that? Sometimes they get on you about some of the things that you say, just more so speaking more so of um, slower paces and people needing to do better and things of that nature. Kind of like, what's your take on that? And kind of how do you how do you feel when you are communicating with other people in regards to that? Um, I've never been one to bite my tongue for the most part. Um, a lot of people want to say things, they're just afraid to say it, and mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with the backlash of it. Me, I'll play Jesus Christ and take all the stones. <laughs> Gotcha. So do you think that you be you grew into that I guess I can call it cockiness. I'm gonna call it cockiness just because you know who I am. Because like you said, you started out running, you know, twelve minute miles at one point. Um, yeah. yourself. So do you do you feel like, well, I put in the work so I can talk the mess? Uh me, absolutely. If you if you could look the talk, look the walk. I'm I've never been one to wanna be humble and have a bunch of humility. Um that's very uh uh what's the word I'm looking for here tonight? Um that's very very common. Um common's not the word I'm looking for, but it'll be used for now. <laughs> It's kind of like a cookie cutter. Oh, so humble. Oh, so humble. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you, don't oh, wanna, you don't want to hear that. Good. Don't call you that. 
Yeah, because even when, you know, when we see your, because you do a lot of pacing as well. So you'll go out to random marathons and I'm sure people are calling your phone asking you to come pace. Um, But you do a lot of pacing as well. Tell us about that experience and kind of how you feel in regards to getting people to their goals. Because I know on your post, you're like telling people to bring your behind, like, let's go. Like you're you're kind of fussing them out to a certain extent. Oh, yes. That's, uh, I actually enjoy pacing on the next for myself. Really personal. Um, to push people and have them achieve their goals, it, 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 it's like a, like a father. Uh, he has his son, and his son's like, he just had like a proud moment. His son just graduated college, or was like, <laughs> I don't have any kids, so. I can't kind of like relate to that, you know, having a firstborn child or something like that. So mm-hmm. I guess that kind of like takes place to that. I mean, I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, the, the last marathon I paced, it was the first marathon that I actually had a woman with me because I typically pace like three hours, three ten. So I'm like really, really, really fast when there's not many women up there. But I paced 315 and she stuck with me from the start to the finish. And I saw her at the expo and I told her, I'll, I'll be your friend for the first 20 miles. That last 10K is going to be rough. I'm not going to be nice to you. <laughs> I'll say to you, I'll say to you whatever I have to say to you to finish under three hours and 15 minutes. Please do not take it personal. It's just what I do to get people to finish. And she hung on for their life. She crossed the line in 314, 56. And she literally staggered off into the grass. Both medics had to grab her. Wow. Drag her to drag her to the drag her to the not the tent, the um stretcher. Then when they got to the stretcher, she was just limp. Threw on the stretcher, took her inside the medic into medical tent. I'm like, Oh my god, did I just literally run this poor woman's death? You ran her (laughs) into the ground. Ran her into the (laughs) ground. Yeah, I stayed outside the tent. Like 15 minutes later, one of the medics came outside. Oh, oh, the woman you were just running with, she wants to see you. I came inside. They gave her an IV. It was like nothing ever happened to her. Perfectly fine. Wow. I waited for her to get out. Gave her a nice big hug. We took pictures together. Thank you so much. And that's why I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have fun doing it. That is great. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Do you follow any particular training program do you have a, a coach or do you kind of put it together yourself based off of your knowledge of training for uh races or training to get faster in the marathon um no i don't have a coach per se but i do have a few people uh that i <laughs> listen to sometimes <laughs> very sparingly. i have a i have a teammate of mine who is from barbados and he is 40 he's actually getting to turn 46 and he runs like a two thirty seven marathon, so he makes me look like like nothing. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. So I somewhat listen to him, but I kind of like to do my own thing and run nice and slow and easy and long, and avoid the track at all costs, mm. and avoid the speed work at all costs. Uh, I'll fake the five k's during the weekend to be my speed deck for the week. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. If you follow me on Strava, you can see every day it's like. 12, 13, 14 miles, 750 pace, 810 pace. It's like very, very mundane and boring. Um, so, so far, it's been working to get the job done, so I'll just stick with it until it's not the job done anymore. <laughs> so, do you love hills? 
Can I have one more time? Do you please? love hills? What's your thoughts on hills? Do you love them or do I is... love hills? You know what? I really do not care for hills, but um um my teammate that I just finished telling you guys about, him and his girlfriend, she is our teammate as well. Um there is a four mile hilly loop about forty five minutes from me. Mm-hmm. So in the winter I was running driving out to them for an hour and we run this four mile hilly loop. It's never flat at any point. During the loop, it's either up a hill, up slightly, or down slightly, but never flat. So we would run the hills like three, or four, three, four, five, sometimes six loops to train for Boston. And yeah, I actually kind of took a took a liking to it too. Actually, mm. I would say that it definitely makes you feel tougher when you when you run in hills, right? When you, when you get used to it. Being from Atlanta, we yeah. definitely are used to and it. I'm, so yeah, I'm I'm all about. I don't like to. I don't like to hurt. <laughs> It'll make you hurt. So I'm like, hey, okay, we'll run, but I'm going to turn out my pace. <laughs> right. Now, um, Ron, you were stating, okay, that you got a time that you're trying to hit for a marathon. Do you already have um, a race set up to make that attempt? That is correct. Um, I have approximately three races uh, set up. Um, we have the Atlantic City Marathon. Um, which is mid-October. Um, I paced it last year, so I know the course. Um, and then we have the Suffolk County Marathon, which is like last Sunday in October. Um, that's a home race for me, like an hour away, and I ran it before, so I know that course. And then we have the Harrisburg Marathon, which is, I want to say, November 11th. It's a Sunday, the week after New York City, which is where I set my PR two years ago. Mm. And I paced it last year as well. So I'm very familiar with the course as well. So I will hopefully run two out of those three races to try to get it done. <laughs> that, that should be it for me. Um, I don't know exactly which races I will be running because... Um, I always like to run in the best weather possible. So I'll wait like a week before the race and I'll look and I'm like, uh, it might be kind of warm. You know what? I'm going to skip this. I'm not going to register for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm the same way. I'm a last minute signer myself. Really? Um, mainly be same thing. Cause if I'm going to run, I want the weather to be, uh, I'm not too worried about heat. Just because we live in the South, so it's going to be hot most times anyway. Yeah, but, I'm but like, yeah. The you're the opposite because you're from up north. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's too hot for you, Ronald? Um, what's the ideal temperature, shall hot. I say? Uh, for a marathon? Yeah. Um, too, too hot for a marathon for me. If I'm racing it myself, it would probably be like 50 to 55 degrees. Mm-hmm. That would, I'm like, this is going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, 50, 55. If it's like 35 at the start, and I'm shaking and shivering at the line, and 40, that, that is what I love, because I won't sweat. And I'll get to hold in a little bit more salt, a little bit more potassium, magnesium, keep those electrolytes in me, and keep my body temperature somewhat regulated. <laughs> uh, now, I did hear you mention Boston. So you've run the Boston Marathon? Yes, I've run it. Two times that two times in two last two years. Very disappointing both times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How was it this year for you? Because of course, I mean, everybody saw the weather. Right. How was it this year for you? Like basically, uh, that weather. I mean, did that really affect you a lot, or um, was it just you know, it just just wasn't your day? No. Well, I, like I said, I I don't I just do not like anything that is remotely close to warm. So the rain and the wind really. Not me, but I had um, 
the race was only Monday, and on Friday, I had stopped eating a lot of carbs. I would see how well I would run this race on very low carbs. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I had very low carbs in me. I didn't put on any weight while I was up in Boston, which is good, and started the race. And I ran the first, um, first I didn't even start while I was supposed to start. Um, but I was cold, I was shivering, I was shaking inside the tent. I was freezing. Um, I was start wave one, corral one, right behind the only Africans and everybody else. But mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm not going. So I started wave two, corral one with Ned. Ned was in the wave. All right. Corral. And um, I, let the, I ran the first eight miles all by myself. I was all alone. Mm. <laughs> and I got to mile 10, and my legs were like, yeah, yeah, I'm so... I'm going to quit on you right here. So I went from running like six minute pace for the first 10 miles to running like seven ten. And then at that point I said, ah, oh, it's raining, you know, it's windy. Let me just back off like 7.30, 7.40 pace. Like I'm doing a long run and just finish in one piece without having to get hypothermia, get dragged off the course or anything. Right. That was a super goal after 10 miles, just survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I could definitely, I I can see that in in that in that weather. Yeah. So you mentioned, and I, with following you, you are very focused on having a particular weight on run day, on race day. What's that yeah, weight, yeah, and kind of yeah. how do you make sure you stay within that weight for a race day? Um, I I typically play a lot with my weight based off of water. Um, water weight, not necessarily some of it is not very good water weight, obviously, beer and wine, <laughs> not very good. But, um, yeah, um, if I go into a race specifically, um, like three days before the race, I look at my weight and I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta lose like seven pounds. Um, yeah, I'll get up in the morning, I'll run, and I'll maybe have a can of soaps water after I run, little ounces, and then before I start my second run, I might take another can. 24 ounces, so I might end up doing 20 miles or 22 miles in a day, and I might only consume about 36 ounces of fluid, so I might drop anywhere from like 5 to 8 pounds just in a day based off of what I've eaten for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holding holding excess water from drinking beer and a bunch of other not so good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes sometimes it is very detrimental though because I'll run my body too low on water and then when I go running five K or a ten K, like halfway through my legs are like ouch, ouch, ouch. Right. Oh, I have enough fluid and I say, Oh, it's not gonna happen today. So it's fair to say to our listeners to not really follow some of the things that you do, because yes, <laughs> obviously yes, yes. the I things that you. he does are uh, very specific to him as a runner and kind of are the opposite of what most of the research says online that you should do as yes. a runner. But it works for you. It works yeah, for I you. Ever, whenever I train, I don't ever drink water or fluids. I do a 20-mile run. I don't take a sip of water, no gels. It could be the middle of August. Then if it's the middle of August, I'm starting my run at 3.30 in the morning. Mm. Uh, the sun is down and I'm done by 6.30. So I'm not really getting beat up by the sun and I'm not running very, very hard. So I'm not really sweating too much. So I'm not really putting myself in any real danger of like, uh-oh, I'm starting to see stars and then pass out. I've never had that happen or remotely close to happening. So it's all oh, you got to pick and choose how you do two certain things. I'm not saying 
120 miles out in 90 degrees without <laughs> taking anything. Yeah, right. Oh, this guy told me this. Exactly. <laughs> I was listening to the Run Do a podcast and, and this, this guy, guy told us. <laughs> Now, Ronald, okay, as we, and, and, and I mean, your story is definitely very inspirational, even though you kind of do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not humble. He's going to drink beer. He's right. going to eat pizza. He's not drinking water while yeah. he's running. No jails. No jails. All he does is stretch. Exactly. Exactly. You're not going to get any sponsors, Ronald. You got to, you got to do something. But as, yeah. as we kind of, kind of wrap it up, I did want to ask you this. So mentally because i think if nothing else to get from where you came from to where you are now i mean i'm not saying it happened overnight because like you said you start it was back in 2009 mm-hmm. but mentally what how do you prepare yourself to run race because like you're, you're you're trying to get you're running crazy times at least to us to mm-hmm. us there are crazy times it's it's you got to feel something because if you're running trying to do a pr i don't care if you're a fast runner or slow runner if you're trying to pr it's gonna hurt what do oh, you yeah, do? Absolutely. Yeah. What do you do to mentally prepare yourself? Like when you get ready to try to to run this marathon and and break that time that you're trying to do. What do you do to mentally prepare yourself for that? Um, with a marathon, um, I really don't uh, have to prepare mentally too much for it because, like I said, um, when I'm doing my long runs, I don't need no water, no gel, or anything. So, I mean. At some point during the run, I am going to feel tired a little bit, and I'll, I'll be thirsty. My mouth will be dry, and I'll, I'll start to hurt. But it's something that I do on purpose to help me mentally deal with pain and to run with discomfort. So at some point during the race, when the discomfort comes, it's not like, oh, my God, the training became all, all. You are just, to me, just a machine. Because <laughs> there's no, I mean, but if you're running 20 miles sometimes on a regular. Yeah. Now, one last question for me. I know that on um, recently you saw that Nike came out with a tra- uh, training plan. Um, and I think uh-huh. that it was like a 12 or 16, I want to say it was a 16 week training plan. And you was like, what, Nike? It only takes four to six weeks to get me ready. What y'all talking about? So tell me about that. What's your what's your usual? I mean, because clearly you're knocking down marathons almost like every week. It's nothing for you. So you really don't technically have to prepare because you're already always ready. Is that right? Or what's your thoughts behind that? Well, uh, not always. No, I'm not always ready. Um, my my philosophy is always try to be past to two thirds trained for for the marathon. That's it for me personally. I try to be half to two-thirds of the way trained, so if I decide, oh, I'm going to run a marathon, I can get ready in four weeks. Four weeks, mm-hmm. I can be ready to go. Run three, three to four, 20-milers, back-to-back, back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back weeks. There is no 14, and then we do 18, and then we do 16, and then we do 22, and then it's just 20 to 22 every weekend. Mm-hmm. There's no... 18, 16, 20, there's no jumping up and down. It's just only 22. If it's not 20, for me personally, it's not a long run for me personally. It's not at least 20 months. 
Wow. So, so yes, be, be half or two-thirds ready at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half to two-thirds, yeah. Versus not being prepared at all, and then it's like, oh, boy. I got a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then you get to week nine, you're like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's true. You get go. tired. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. You can do it eight weeks. I do eight weeks sometimes. I'm like, ah, oh, let me click. <laughs> You're and, right. Um, oh man, a lot, of, uh, a lot of a lot of people love love to run. I um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I love to run. I would not say that. I, yeah, um, Ronald, I, you love to run. I mean, you to. you run eighty to one hundred and twenty miles a week, dude. You don't do that without some form of affection. <laughs> for yeah, what you're doing, or is it like a sick obsession? It sounds like like a sick obsession. It's no, it's just because I'm very competitive and I am um, relatively great and I'm able to win a lot of races and place in a lot of races. So um, that's pretty much why I do it. Um, if I wasn't able to place in a lot of races and stuff, I'd be riding the bicycle. I'd own a two thousand dollar road bike and I'd be on the bike. Okay. And I would not run it all. All right. Some people who some people get hurt, they. Break an ankle or sports. Oh my God! I can't run for two months. What am I running through? Me, I'm like, oh well. I can't run for what? Three weeks? Oh well, I don't care. <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> Vacation. Okay, now Ronald, I'm trying. I'm starting to dislike you a little bit too. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit because he just whatever. But you know, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> on I'm his going Instagram, to you do, and then get back to exactly. running in another week or so and run another uh, marathon under two hundred two uh two, two hours and two hours forty hours minutes. And 40 minutes. Meanwhile, that's my half marathon pace. Thanks, Ronald. Thank you. That's my half. Now, Ronald, as we uh, begin to wrap this up, is there anything that you're, you would like to say to our, our listening audience, anything that you would like them to know about yourself, maybe um, you know, a tip or something that, that got you going um, to where you are now? What got me going to where I am now? Look in the mirror and always be honest with yourself. You can't achieve something if you don't believe you can achieve it. Um, that was that was pretty much it, man. I ran my first 5K. It was 2112, my first one. It was a little small local race. I was fifth place overall. Um, I had never ran a race ever. I know nothing about racing. And I came in fifth, and I thought twenty-one twelve. You could that might have was might as well been like fourteen minutes to me. I came in fifth place. You could tell me nothing. <laughs> then, <laughs> but, but, yeah, but it was my it was my first race, and yeah. you know I I was just running for fun at that time. Mm-hmm. I just ran for fun, so I decided to run a local race. I did well. Well, I placed wide. I came in fifth, and um, after that I said, you know what? If I actually you know put my mind to this. You know, I could took this seriously. I could probably start winning some of these things eventually. And a few years later, I, you know, running 19 minutes, 18 minutes, and it, I went from there. I started competing for real, like getting out there and all right now I'm going to run for real and compete against other other people. Okay. Wow, that that's that's great, Ronald. Now I, I'm very happy India brought me to your attention. <laughs> it has been quite enjoyable yes. speaking with you today um and i appreciate that you taking time out of your day to speak with us um how would uh any of our listeners if they want to follow you um or you know maybe even reach out to you how would they contact you how would they follow you on social media well my name on instagram is 
Ron, R-O-N-J-1983. That's my name on Instagram, and my name on Facebook is Ron Joseph. I have two Facebook pages. I have one just for my family, and then I have another one for everybody else. Uh, which picture coincides with which uh, page? Right now, I have no clue, so you can just. <laughs> <laughs> and on that Instagram page, I was just looking at it. You have a quote on there that says, "Winners focus on winning, and haters focus on winners." Yeah. Right. So there it is. <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Ronald. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for taking time out of your eighty to one hundred and twenty miles this week to speak with us. Yes. Um, we we might have to have you on again. We might have to let you be like our commentator. Like we might have to call you and just ask you questions. Okay. Randomness. <laughs> we greatly appreciate it, Ronald. Enjoy your run because I think that you're about to go knock another twelve down, and you did twelve this morning. Is that right? That. That's correct. Oh, well, well, let's not hold you back. <laughs> Enjoy your run, man. Once again, thanks for speaking with us. No problem. Thank you, Tony and India. Thank you. You're welcome. And once again, thank you, Ronald Joseph, for yes, taking time yes. out of your day to speak with us. Uh, definitely a very entertaining character. I appreciate you bringing him to my attention, um, India. Of course. <laughs> Listen, when I found his Instagram page, I was like, I have got to follow him. Pretty entertaining, but very inspiring as well. So... Listen, if you got to do whatever you got to do to become amazing, some of the things that he says are not what to follow, but at least take some of it as inspiration from being 200 plus pounds to now running four, four-ish minute miles. So. Yeah, so definitely whatever he's doing is working, you know, yes. and he says it with such confidence. You got to believe it. Got to love it. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes in the process of saying that, but you got to love it. Thank you, Ronald. Well, it's been another great episode of the yes. Run Duo. It's going to get better and better. Get better huh? and better. Now, tell them how they can get in touch with you, India. All right, guys. So, you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore Indigo with the E. So, that's E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook at India Cook. And then I also have a blog page, Miles from India. So a couple of different places you can reach out. And if you wanted to send me an email, you can also send me one at milesfromindia at gmail.com. And I am Tommy Mitchell, and you can find me on Instagram at tmitch68. DM me there. That's probably the best way to get in touch with me. Or you can email me at thomaswmitchell2 at gmail.com. And, of course, I'm on Facebook. Sometimes I barely ever look at it. But um, I'm Thomas Mitchell on Facebook. Um, So if you want to look what I'm doing there, which is very rare, um, you could do that there. Another great episode of The The Run Run Duo. Duo. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.